This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 26th, 2020. Oh, yes, it still is in Alaska. It is late at night. I'm not in Alaska, though. Strong hand. If you're in Alaska, send me a shout out. Golden Age 2020. Having hype. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. Conviction. Offended by selling. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Your home for Bitcoin insider information. Don't FOMO on all coins. Don't scam yourself. All right, everyone. Hello, my elite friends. If you got questions, I got answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat. I'll answer your questions. Oh, yeah. Friday show was awesome. This week in Bitcoin is every Friday. Uh, who else did I have on there? I got it, I got it listed here. Oh, David Bennett was on and Gigi was on. Check it out. All linked to below. Saturday show was awesome. Yesterday, it's, it feels like it was many days ago at this point. Beyond Bitcoin show was a great time. You're probably uh, noticing that my Sunday shows, it, it's Sunday night late are later and the reason my sunday shows are later is because i have to catch up on like three days of reading uh and it's great i i, I enjoy being completely up to date and all and on everything that's going on in the space but it takes a while to catch up on sunday nights it, it really does uh but hey if you're here right now wherever you are in this world uh thanks for being here and of course if you're watching this tape play this at 2x of course be efficient with your time. So let's start off with a uh, random dude I noticed in a thread. This is, he, he regurgitates. Well, he doesn't really – well, he is regurgitating uh, old uh, having FUD, but he doesn't even know what he's doing because this dude joined Twitter in July of 2018. Everything that he says, people said about the having pre, in 2016 – uh, when they were trying to FUD about the halving, what was going to happen. So uh, this random guy, he's linked to below, and here is what he had to say. And these are talking points that he's been given, that he's just blindly – people who are not fans of Bitcoin just spout this stuff off. And some of them know it's not true. Some of them know it's from 2016. A lot of people don't. So I'm here to tell you I heard every single one of these things back in 2016 about the halving. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen again. And so he said, and I quote, he said Bitcoin will go to almost zero. I agree with him since the fees after the next halving will skyrocket for Bitcoin and it can't scale and will never have utility. The halvings will kill Bitcoin <laughs> because it has no real purpose. These are just facts. Okay. First of all, those are opinions and uh they were opinions in 2016. It didn't happen in 2016. The same things. The halving will kill Bitcoin. The, the fees will be too high. The miners won't want to do it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It will go to almost zero. Well, you see what happened, everyone. But a lot of you were not here back then to hear these exact same things. So when you see guys that joined Twitter in 2018 post these things, and if you start to your hand starts to get weak for some reason, just remind yourself. The equivalent of this dude was saying the same thing in 2016. 
And uh, now he's now they're just a bunch of guys blindly repeating the stuff they said in 2016. Some have ulterior motives, motive, motives. And they like uh, other coins. They pretend other coins are Bitcoin. This is where the big boys play. They can tell lies. I mean, there's one coin. All it is is one big lie. <laughs> so uh, let them do what they're going to do. Don't get funded out. It's all been said. It's all been done before. Bitcoin remains the top. It is the apex predator. Pound that like button. Bitcoin's the next Bitcoin. All right. So let's talk about sanctions here. United States uh, sanctions all sorts of countries for all sorts of reasons. And here is an article from foreignpolicy.com. And it's about, about Iran mostly. Uh, what is it? The cryptocurrency industry is proving more nimble than the enforcers of sanctions. So they talk about how, how Iran, people in Iran, um, it's one of the best ways to get money out of Iran. But the government of Iran uh, is also waking up to the fact that Bitcoin gets around sanctions. Now, I'm no fan of Iran, but uh, I understand if they want to get rid of the, if they want to get around the sanctions, they, they get Bitcoin and they're doing it and they're getting around the sanctions and they're going to fully wake up to it and maybe go all in Bitcoin. Who knows? One of these days, one of these countries that the United States or, or the Western world is, is sanctioning will go all in Bitcoin. That'll be really good for Bitcoin holders. Uh, so for the guy above who said that Bitcoin has no purpose, well, there's a purpose right there. It's, it's a use case right now. These countries that are not on good terms with the United States already have uh, individuals within their countries and individuals within the government getting around the sanctions by using Bitcoin. Uh, they don't care about havings. They don't, they don't care about fees. They care about uh, getting money out of their country and getting around sanctions, okay? And it is something that the Bitcoin is something that the United States and no other country controls, okay? So people who like to fuddle on Bitcoin, they really they can't grasp that concept. When it's right there in front of their, I mean, it's right there in front of their faces. They can read this article and see a use case right there. And that's that's one of many, uh, Bitcoin has utility, okay? And it's, it's ridiculous when people say otherwise. But hey, they can say whatever they want to say today. All right. We got uh, people in the chat. Greetings from Germany. Hey, dude. And we got people in uh, Australia and New Zealand. Is anybody in Alaska out there today? Sometimes when I say that, and I, I'm, I'm doing the show for the Alaska time people, because this is it's it's 11:30 at night in Alaska on the 26th. Now we get people uh, saying, "Hey, I'm in Alaska." It's, it always puts a big smile on my face. I have been to Alaska before. I've been to Anchorage for a day. We can go into that on a Beyond Bitcoin show. All right, pound that like button. Strong hand, 2024. So here's another uh, here's another one for the people to say that Bitcoin has a. Uh, I mean, there's no there's, there's no interest around Bitcoin. It's it's just a it's just a scam or something. Stable coins are a Bitcoin based innovation, not a blockchain innovation. The utility in stable coins comes from the fact that you can trade them for Bitcoin. That comes from UDI. And it's a very good point about stable coins. They've been totally built around Bitcoin. <laughs> They're building other coins around, centralized coins, around Bitcoin in order to, to trade Bitcoin more efficiently for some people, apparently. Uh, instead of using dollars, 
this is much more convenient for them. They came up with this tether thing, okay? Uh, and that is the the that is the utility of stablecoins. That you, at the end of the day, people don't want to trade them in the dollars. They want to trade them in the Bitcoin. That's 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 propping up the value. That people are, keep, are constantly going in and out of tether and all these other stablecoins in the Bitcoin, and it just shows you how big this Bitcoin space is when just the trading aspect of it has birthed uh, this type of coin, a stable coin. It's very interesting. But hey, some people are saying that Bitcoin is useless and it's uh, it's like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or, okay. You, you can say, I mean, they were saying the same thing in 2013. I was here in 2013. Same type of thing was being said. There was no tether then, I will tell you that. So things things have progressed quite a bit. And dudes, if you're valuing your wealth in Tether, if you're playing that trading game, uh, you're, you're playing Russian roulette, dude. Buy and hold, 2024. Pound that like button. Okay, strong hand. So let's talk about central bank digital currencies. You know, they, they see how great Tether is, how that's a huge success. They want to get in on this game too. And this is a point by Tushar Jane. And I really hadn't thought of this point before. That's why I'm sharing it. Smart guy out there. Follow him, I guess. He's linked to below. Central bank digital currencies, and that's a that's a good name for them. They're not really cryptocurrencies. They're going to be digital currencies. Will hugely weaken the monetary sovereignty of smaller nations whose citizens will more easily access alternative nations' currencies. As more people realize they don't have to use their own government's fiat money, this will also convert some of them to Bitcoiners. So, okay, imagine you're in a, a small, a small Asian nation that's near uh, near China, near well, let, let's say you're near Singapore. Okay, you're near Singapore. You're, you're an Asian nation near near Singapore, like Thailand. Imagine you're Thailand. You're near Singapore, and Singapore comes up with a digital central central uh, central bank digital currency. Okay, now you're able to get your hands on Singapore's currency a lot easier than you used to be able to. Okay, and it's already much more reliable than your Thai currency. So why the heck are you even going to be in Thai currency anymore? Why don't you? Why don't get into Singapore uh, currency? It's easier. And there, you know there might be some KYC involved and whatnot, but you don't give a darn. You're in Thailand. Uh, that's that, that's not your problem. You're trying to preserve your wealth. So I can see, and that, that's just a little off the top of my head example I just came up with. How the more powerful countries that come up with their centralized, uh, uh, their central the central bank digital currencies, they're going to lure lure a lot of people in from nearby countries, and those people are, are just going to give up. On their regular currencies. Why not trade in this? The better money, the better money. And then some of them will really wake up and be like, wait a second. If I've gone this far digitally, why don't I get the real thing, Bitcoin? So good, good point there. And uh, it will put pressure on even the smaller countries then to, to go digital and maybe to be a little bit uh, less centralized. They're going to have to have some selling points, these uh, smaller countries, if they're competing against the the more powerful uh, countries' uh, digital currencies. They'll have to, and that might be good. We'll, we'll see some innovation there. But in, a, in the long run, the good, the best part for me 
is that, yeah, central bank digital currencies are coming. People from all over the world are going to get them, even if their country is doesn't issue them. They'll just go to the, the country nearby them that they're more familiar with. And in the end, it'll get more people into Bitcoin because they can simply trade in whatever central bank digital currency into Bitcoin. I'm looking forward to that. And it's coming sooner than we think, apparently. Uh, the, the first big country to issue their central bank digital currency and make it easy to use. I hope it's tomorrow, whatever. I, I, it, it's one day closer to bringing those people into Bitcoin, or at least the smart ones. Because some of them, again, when these Fed coins come out, not everyone's going to transition to Bitcoin. They will love their Fed coin, or they might love the country next door's Fed coin. They might get into this whole, well, let me trade my Fed coin for your Fed coin. But that, that's nonsense. But hey, that's their business if they want to do that. And most people are going to be stuck in that world. 20 percenters are in every country. They will find out about Bitcoin this way. And God bless them. Bitcoin and the central bank digital currencies, they can all exist in the same world. And Bitcoin can do great in a world that has many central bank digital currencies. Don't fear the Fed coin, people. Just hold your Bitcoin. All right. So this was talked about a little bit on uh, Fridays this week in Bitcoin show. Uh, David Bennett brought it up, but I'm going to talk about it here too. The guy that goes by the name ZMNSCPXJ, he, uh, he, there's an article about him in, by, I believe it's by Aaron Von Weirdum in Bitcoin Magazine about his pay swap initiative, development, product, whatever you want to call it, uh, proposed a simple but effective trick to confuse blockchain analysis and benefit Bitcoin privacy. It's called PaySwap. All right. So the, the problem, though, with PaySwap, uh, a drawback is a payment would require four transactions instead of just one. So there would be four transaction fees. But some people are willing to pay to make their transaction more privacy, more private. Why not pay four times the price? If you really need some privacy, why not? Why not? So if this works, hey, this is great. The guy is innovating over there. Compete, don't complain. Good job, ZMNSCPXJ with PaySwap. It's linked to below. People are talking about a Ripple might have an IPO. No, why not? But guess what, people? Bitcoin doesn't have an IPO. This Bitcoin isn't centralized. Just wanted to point that out. So good luck to the centralized ones at Ripple. Uh, let them have their uh, IPO. That's their business. It clearly is not Bitcoin. And really, what's the point of Ripple? Someone was bringing this up on Twitter. What's the point of Ripple when all these uh, countries come up with their own central bank digital currencies? I mean, there, there's really no point to Ripple at that point. There's, there's little point now anyway. But hey, Ripple is good at marketing. They, they have a story that they've convinced a lot of people to believe. You shouldn't believe it. <laughs> But uh, a lot of people believe it. This is where the big boys play. They'll find out on their own. So a tweet by uh, Peter Woolley. The Schnorr Taproot proposal is now published as BIPs 340, 341, and 342. See the GitHub. I don't think I linked to the GitHub, but it's linked to in the tweet. But anyway, check it out. Note that the assignment of BIP numbers is not any kind of stamp of approval. It just means the process was followed. 
which includes some amount of public discussion. All right, so you snore tat root dudes that are tech heads, check that out. I know people are interested in it. It's clearly it's moving along now. The bits are official. <laughs> they got their official bit numbers. So I wanted to bring up Twitter real real fast and mindless algorithms. Apparently, my Twitter account, TechBot, follow me there. Use your head and follow me. Think for yourself and say, hey, I'm familiar with Adam here on YouTube. I like him. I want to get all his updates on Twitter because it's there's more to the Bitcoin Meister than just YouTube. I'm, I'm tweeting out stuff all day. I'm sharing other informative people out there that you should know, that, that, that you'll learn from. But the way social media works, there are so many algorithms out there that people mindlessly follow. And I will say this, that today uh, I got lucky and Twitter, I, it, it appears that Twitter must be putting me in some people's recommended feeds on the side because I got like 100 new followers today or something like that. It was, it was ridiculous what happened today. Totally ridiculous. So uh, I guess thank you, Twitter. Or thank you, mindless algorithm. Um, and I hope some of those people who mindlessly clicked on me because it said to click on me actually start to think and uh, say, well, wait, this guy's really interesting. I'm actually going to watch his videos and stuff. Uh, but for all you people who actually watch my videos, think, just don't, you know, just don't sit there and, you know, be, be an active participant. Go follow me on Twitter. Click on those links. Click on the links of people that I talk about on Twitter, UK Bitcoin Master, whoever, Vortex, all the people that I retweet, Andy Hoffman. So here, let's talk about Andy Hoffman here real quick, because I saw this on Twitter. This is something Andy Hoffman tweeted out. Now, not everybody's a fan of Andy Hoffman up there. He can be kind of controversial, but I'm not one of those people who scapegoats and blames and tries to cut people out um, because Andy does like Bitcoin. Andy is a Bitcoin guy, but he does other things too, whatever. But he's got a good point here. This is about billionaires. There are 2,600 billionaires on the planet Earth, including 80 with more than $1,500 billion. Okay. Not more than $15 billion. It's late people. It's 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 1:43 in the morning where I am. Okay, but baby, I do a new show every day. Pound that like button. Anyway, he says 80 or 80 of them have more than 15 billion dollars. Okay, if just one of those 80 uh, took one percent of their fortune uh, and invested it in Bitcoin, it would buy 18,000 Bitcoin, and they will. <laughs> so he's optimistic about that. He says, "Do the math." Well, I did the math. So yeah. It wouldn't surprise I me. Mean, would it be that strange if a multi-billionaire spent $150 million on Bitcoin? I mean, what's what's to lose? What's to lose? I mean, Michael Bloomberg spending more than that on his campaign <laughs> and Tom Steyer. So those and they can do what they want to do. If they've got big egos, they like politics. You gotta imagine that one of the other big billionaires out there. Might like cryptocurrency, might be like, no, I'll drop 150 million on that. That would be great. Something like we're one day closer to something like that happening. Uh, we're going to stick on Andy Hoffman for a second, but wait, wait. So, client Cybzig says there was tap root and graph root. What happened to graph root? Don't know, dude. Don't. I, I do not know that. Very, very good question. I do remember that. I don't have an answer. 
I, do not, I don't have an answer to that. I say UK Bitcoin Masters in the house because he's in London and it's like morning there. And client Seibzig, thank you for the question. I'm assuming you're in Germany uh, because your name kind of sounds that way, but uh, or Austria. I apologize if I am incorrect about that. Uh, but and I'm I, sorry I can't exactly give you an answer to that question. Uh, send a DM to Peter Wooler, and I'm sure he can he can answer that. He's linked to below. Uh, and Mimblewimble coin. That's why I was going to continue on about Andy Hoffman because he's uh, he's part of their team. And MWC was a crypto dividend that we all received for free if we signed up for that airdrop as Bitcoin holders. And of course, all of you know crypto. You get the insider information here that crypto dividends are you get interest on your Bitcoin just by holding Bitcoin by getting these airdrops and and, and forks. And so many people out there don't know about this. They try to get in, they, they, they take all these horrifying impulsive shortcuts to try to multiply their Bitcoin and then they end up losing their Bitcoin. When you can just hold your Bitcoin, get these crypto dividends. Well, anyway, the end, I'm saying this and I just want people to calm down a little bit. The MWC now on Hotbit is like at an all-time high. And that's nice, but you can't like deposit or withdraw MWC from there. So I pretty sure that the reason it's pumping is because there's not much on it and somebody is pumping it. It's, it's like, I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you how much it's selling for now because you can't sell it for that much. You can't put it on there right now. So that's a little bit of it. It'd be great if they got, if you still have your MWC, um, it looks real good. It looks like it's worth a ton <laughs> right now, uh, much more than people expected it to be, but you can't put it on the exchange. It's not accepting any new MWC. The, the exchange, I mean, there's some issues over there. Uh, so I don't want pe some people like tweeted at me today and look, Hey, MWC all time high. I'm like, yeah, it, that, that, that's true. But what's the point if you can't sell it for that much now, unless you had MWC sitting there, if you happen to have MWC on that exchange right now, if you got it in before they, they cut deposits, which might've been a week ago, people are telling me, um, well, then you can turn it into Bitcoin and, and darn right. You should, by God, uh, again, I'm not going to even say how much it is right now. It's it's a lot uh, compared to what people. So it, it, yeah, you, you can get rid of it now. Get get if why not? Why not, dude? Get value your wealth in Bitcoin. It's it's worth a lot more in terms of Bitcoin than it, it had been uh, previously. Qu quite shockingly, but again, part of that it, it's it's shocking to the naked eye. But when you look deeper, I mean, you, you can't put any more on the exchange. So. Maybe they'll open deposits again soon. Who knows? Make up your own plan, people. Maybe a lot of you already sold it. Congratulations if you sold it and got more Bitcoin. I congratulate anyone who got free Bitcoin off of this. Just value your wealth in Bitcoin. And Bitcoin holders, you get rewarded by, by, by stuff like this. But I did want to clear up that uh, price thing. Someone says, uh, Ancient One, or UK Bitcoin Master says, YouTube only just notified me you are live. Um, yeah, I mean, YouTube is very unreliable that way. I, I, I want to, for, for quite some time, people, I think people think like, well, if I, if I bang that bell button and I sign up for all this stuff with YouTube, they're going to tell me every time the person's on. They don't. It's just, that's just the way it is. It's just, 
the way you, it, it's like, maybe if you bang that bell button, we might sometimes tell you when that person is on. That's what they really should say, but they don't say that, but you should know that. Then that's just, that's just the way it is there uh, all the time. I mean, like almost every show people are like, I didn't get notifications. It's just, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. What, what can I say? I, my, I really don't have a problem with it because I mean, I understand what it is. This is like, I'm doing fine, <laughs> but it can be frustrating people. I understand that. So maybe that'll help with some people's frustration. So ancient one said, Bitcoin Meister, I have deposited MWC on Hotbit, sold it and withdrawn the Bitcoin. I did this with a lot of MWC when it was six and $5. It is possible. Well, wait, there's, you deposited the MWC when you could deposit the MWC. You can't deposit MWC right now. Now, again, if you have MWC there right now, you can sell it for Bitcoin and you can get the Bitcoin off. Bitcoin, God forbid you said Bitcoin over there, but Bitcoin can be removed from MWC. That's not a problem. You can't deposit or withdraw MWC from uh, Hotbit right now. That, that's the current situation. So just, just, just clearing, clearing that up. But if when, when the, the prices were skyrocketing, there, there were people that had MWC on there already and they sold it for a lot of Bitcoin. And then they get the Bitcoin off immediately. And please, people, as soon as you sell anything on an exchange, get that, get that Bitcoin off of there. Get that bit. Once you turn something into Bitcoin, get it off of there. There's no point keeping it there anymore. And I know freaking Hotbit offers interest for keeping your Bitcoin on there. I don't think that's a good sign <laughs> when, when, when an exchange is saying, hey, keep your Bitcoin on there and we'll give you a 12 cents a day interest. Ha ha ha. And people fall for it. They're like, oh, why not? It's 12 more cents a day. 12. You gave up your precious Bitcoin for uh, 48 cents? Come on now. All right. Yoni Berger is in the house in Israel. Dude, I'm going to see you at the having party in May. I'll be, well, I'll see you before then in May. I'll be there April 30th, of course. I'll see you every Sunday at the, uh, or every Sunday that you show up there at the, uh, at the embassy. Good to see you in the chat, man. It'll be great to see you in person this spring. Uh, all right. George Donnelly, who has been a guest on this show before. Uh, you, you may remember him as the Dash guy from, he's in Columbia and I like George. George, some people, they just, they clash with George a little bit. He's kind of got a, a hard personality sometimes. I, I like him. He's honest. He's an honest guy. And, he, and when he sees something that's wrong, he, he'll call it out. And so... And he was quiet about this. He didn't make a big deal about what, what happened this fall. This apparently happened. There were some Dash scammers in Venezuela. And some people uh, from Venezuela had alluded to this before. And maybe a few of you who are familiar with my show had heard this brought up that, you know, there's Dash scammers in Venezuela. And then some people said, no, they're just doing their job, blah, blah, blah. Well, George who was a Dash guy. And you all know that George really believed in Dash. He set up a whole operation in Colombia. Um, he found out that there was some nonsense going on in the Dash Venezuela community. There was, there was some nonsense going on. And he called them out on it. And then they attacked him. 
<laughs> and long and George has a blog post about this. It is linked to below at BillDaily.com. So you can see all the drama that happened with the Dash and George. And basically the Venezuelan Dash scammers won. They convinced the higher-ups in Dash uh, that George was uh, no good, basically. And he got kicked out. <laughs> or his funding was cut, which is the same thing. So now George Donnelly is a Bcash fan. I, and I alluded to that last week, and I said, I wonder how this happened. Well, you'll see how it happened. It's linked to below. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, okay? Clearly, there are some issues with the governance structure of Dash. But hey, this is where the big boys played. Let them experiment over there. I'm a George fan. I'm a fan of George Donnelly. Uh, he has definitely been on the show a few times, and he shall return. And he's a smart guy. Uh, good luck to him. Now, oh, here, here is a tweet about... Bitcoin, okay, it, it's a graph also, and it, it shows the the first time, the first day that Bitcoin moved a hundred dollars in a day, moved a thousand, moved one dollar in a day, moved ten dollars in a day, moved a hundred dollars a day, and moved a thousand dollars in a day. And and the, the question is, when's it gonna? When's the first day that Bitcoin is gonna move ten thousand dollars in a day? For all you fiat freaks out there. And this guy, Platizal, says, I suspect the first time we see a $10,000 move in a single day, it will be in the proximity of a cyclical top. A crazy thought? Well, no, actually, it's not a crazy thought because the, the, the first time it moved $1,000 in a day was November the 29th, 2017, which was less than a month uh, from the cyclical top. Um, when it hit the all-time high of 19,600 in, in December. So, hey, hey, this, this will get people excited about the upcoming six-digit realm. We're, we're one day closer to a six-digit realm, and that's probably right around the time we're going to see it uh, move up $10,000 in a day and drop $10,000 in a day. Oh, yeah, roller coaster dudes. Have a strong freaking hand. But that kind of stuff excites me. Because I've already lived through those. Uh, I've seen it go up uh, for the first time $1,000 in a day. And I thought to myself, wow, dude, I remember when we were dreaming about it just being $1,000 again. So there will be a day when it's going to be $10,000 drop or go up in a day. And we're going to think back to now when we were like, yeah, it's going to return to $10,000 soon. But uh, so, yeah, we're living in this realm now where, where we're like, yeah, we're one day closer returning to the five digit realm. But there will be a time when we're living in an age where it drops that much in one day or goes up that much in that one day. And yes, it will be probably close to uh, the next uh, cyclical all time high, which, hey, maybe that'll be around uh, October of 2021. You never know. You never know. 210,000 block theory. Pound that like button. All right. I'm wide awake, but I got to go to sleep. And maybe this song will make you wide awake. Today, when I was running five miles on the street of El Paso, I ran by a bar and I heard a song I used to listen to a lot, but I haven't heard it for a while by David Bowie, Suffragette City. I linked to it below. 
Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, bang that bell button, click on the squares. New show here every day. Wham, bam, thank you, man, ma'am. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Bye-bye.